Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of User Words Podcast. This is part two of who knows how many on Josh's comeback tour. And strapping people, this one turns into a wild ride. The topic at hand that we start with is abortion. But, and this will come in the next two weeks episodes, it drifts into things such as uploading your consciousness to robots, things such as... (laughs) what it does free will in heaven look like and what is the source of free will and determination in that and along the way josh gets lost in his own conversation and ends up completely mind blank which after that little detour of fun we end up back on abortion so how this is going to work is we're going to do abortion part one this week we're going to do josh's little side tangent into the metaverse of craziness next week and then we'll end up with abortion part two the week after that. So, welcome again. Strap in. This is going to be entertaining. All right. So, are we jumping back into it? Before we back, jump into it because uh-huh. I can use this uh, as another thing. Wow. I'm going to give you four holidays, national observances. I want you to tell me which one actually falls in April. All four are real. Oh, National... are, are these like those ones where it's like you got to have like one of those holiday? Like, 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 is this like a paid? No, this isn't ho- a paid holiday. It's just one of those like donut day holidays. Exactly. Oh, okay. okay. Exactly. But I found this one so absurd that it's in April. It's actually in like next week. Okay, oh, go for it. okay. So, the, so tell me which of the four is real uh, or not a real Um, in, in April. April. National Lemonade Day. National Mother Goose Day. National Loyalty Day. National Hug a Plumber Day. National Hug a Plumber. Aaron, which of those four? I would probably go with the Hug a Plumber, too. You both are correct somehow. <laughs> so go ahead and find yourself a plumber and hug him, which is weird. Anyways, abortion. Well, what? you're a little excited about that. So when are you guys getting uh, aborted? Uh, well, I mean, if you're in California, they want to allow it up to seven days after you're born. Oh. And Aaron was born four days ago. Uh, what do you know? Uh, <laughs> well, you're I'm you're you're a big four day old. You see, you, you see, you know the way that you can make time. killing legal is by saying that one day after birth is equivalent to a ten year old and then a twenty year old thirty. So you can in a sense be seventy. And still be within that seven day mark, you know. I mean, that's all I have to do. <gasps> yeah. And then it's just a purge, a legal version of the purge. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if there are people who actually would want that. Oh, seven seven literal days is bad enough already that they're trying to push through in California. Dude, but it's not a baby, though. Seven literal days yeah. after birth? Yeah. That's a baby. No, it still needs to develop into a baby. What so is what's, what's what is it, it then, Aaron? What is a baby in your definition? <laughs> give us give us the legal definition of what a up to seven day year old. I'm just is. trying to get myself up into the baby camp. Is it category. a is it a birthing person excrement? Is that what it is? So once you can once you have all the full functions of a normal human, you're you're now a person. So you're still not a baby. I am a baby. <laughs> 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 But you said all the normal functions of a human being. Yeah, but... Babies... So you're still not a baby. Oh, 
Now you got it. I saw that going into, but I was just like, frick, uh, whatever. You're like, I'm continuing on with this kind of this yeah. statement. But <laughs> but no, so in California, they are trying to introduce uh, a bill that for health re- health reasons, they say. Health Why reasons. Why I'm surprised that hasn't hit the news. It it has in some because I, I haven't seen anything until you mentioned it. Like I know even um, I saw stuff about Colorado. Well, Colorado, they recently signed into a law saying yeah. that it is the what's what they call it the right to abortion. Yeah, uh, and that yeah. that goes all the way through nine months, like all nine months of the abortion. yeah, you can abort that far into it but it's not california where it's seven days after birth yeah that's that's what that's they're obnoxious that's what they're talking about now the, and to be fair before people go well it doesn't really say abort 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 right the the law specifically states that any death that occurs outside of medical practice within the first seven days of birth will not be investigated you know, and so that's what it is. Outside it's like, of medical practice. Yeah. So if there's not anybody who is technically certified as a medical personnel, or it's not at least reported as a medical well, no, situation, look, think like of documentation. The, think of it this way. You're at home, Josh, with your triplets. <laughs> You're living in California at the time. You have become a surfing hippie, vegan. Nice. You refuse to hunt all animals and meat, and you've given up all your guns. Shoot me then. <laughs> this is completely, this is like, you know, um, one of those alternate reality verse, you know, versus versions of Josh. Yeah. Josh has his triplets. He gets frustrated. He's not a medical pro- professional. And something were to happen to his triplets. A, how seared is your soul because of that if you were to harm your own kids or let oh, them yeah. die due to negligence or something like that? But then that's that's what you know it's it's coming to. It's the seven days. If it, they die through not medical care personnel. Oh it it's not gonna be investigated. <clears throat> if it's outside of the hospital, basically. Yeah. Which means if you know like a medical personnel that can safely technically abort and it's also at the hospital, nobody has to know. So I could have a kid. Yes. Dump him in the garbage and, and he wouldn't be investigated. If the kid dies within the first seven days. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous that they're trying to move that and they're all doing this anticipation because what's going through uh, the Supreme Court right now. Anyone? 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 Sorry, I'm looking up stats at the moment. This. Um, go for it. What, what's going through the I Supreme don't. Court? Oh, there's the Roe versus Roe Wade, right? Well, that's, that's what they're afraid. They're afraid that mm-hmm. there's um going to be a weakening of the Roe versus Wade uh ruling. I, I'm not going to say law because it's not a law. Actually, it's a ruling from the Supreme Court in and of itself. So there's definitely. Uh, cases in front of the Supreme Court and that's what they're afraid of. Like, oh, because apparently it's... And, and people were all concerned about the new uh, Supreme Court Justice of, uh, I can never say her name, uh, Brown. I, 
and that I'm not talking about her color. I'm talking about her name is Brown. Is Brown. Yeah. I cannot remember I, her, her name, uh, but you know, all concerned about that. But at the same time, she's replacing someone who is of the same value and mindset as her. So the balance stays the same, blah, 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 whatever. Anyways, although, although I will say this for all of you who are like, ah, she's the first black lady to be in the U S Supreme court. That would have been possible over a decade ago. But Joe Biden voted against the person. Yeah, I know that. That there's a lot of people that like to forget about that. That's mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally standards. About, totally forgot about that. But yeah, so there's some they're they're actually expecting that coming out of the Supreme Court, there's gonna be some rulings that are gonna weaken Roe versus Wade in there. That's why you're seeing right now a bunch of states passing uh very I guess you could say prohibit, not prohibitive. Um, They're trying to make it so where the federal ruling can't interfere with state. With the, with the state ruling where they're very relaxed. That's what I was looking for. They're very lax on the abortion. They're very much like, yeah, you can come and have an abortion. In fact, what was it? Oklahoma recently, they basically, they passed a bill to ban all abortions unless it's uh, for Oklahoma and Texas. Well, right. So Texas did it and they did it in a weird way, you know. Very, yeah. I think it was too They they did it where it's so like let's say Aaron in alternate female alternate world was a female and had an abortion. The doctor would get in trouble, but I could like sue Aaron or something like that. It's weird. It's it, it's it puts the the responsibility on a person, not on the it, state agency to yeah, it, control the abortions and that. And it it kind of kind of brings back for those of you are going to go, well, it's conservative rain. It has nothing to do with it. Uh, it's, just, it's There are crazy people on both sides of the spectrum that make some crazy bills and people vote for them. Doesn't mean they fully support it. For example, there was a bill recently pushed through and in the very back of the bill, it had gun control built into it. And yet 30 some out of uh, representatives of the Republican Party voted for it. Doesn't necessarily mean they were voting for against um it's not that they were voting for gun control. They were probably voting for 90% of what was in the bill because they agreed upon it, but there was 10% in the back portion of the bill that they voted for. Is Did that stuff actually get pushed through? I don't think so. Because when they vote on it, they vote on to... For those of you who don't know, whenever the government votes on something, it doesn't necessarily get vote, voted into being specific as how the bill is written. It gets voted upon as in, yes, we agree with it, but it needs to go to the next process of voting, which we vote on what in the bill actually gets pushed through. So there's a difference. Anyways. Yeah, and, and I have a, I, I, honestly, I my thought on that is bills, we need to simplify the government down in that regard, and that the bill is one thing. Yeah, uh, the not, bill has to be written for one thing. It can't not, be, not all this pork added onto it. it. It can't be generalized. I would say all this extra fat. Um, it... it, it it can't be generalized in a sense of, oh, this is finances and anything we want to do financially needs to be put into this bill. No, no, no. It needs to be, if it's financial reasoning, it needs to be about this portion. So if, for example, you're talking about um, low-income people and finances, then the bill has to target only low-income people between um, tax bracket A and tax bracket B. You know, between yep. certain dollars amount, and it can't include things like um, 
uh, military spending here and gun control here and uh, foreign investment in this portion of the, I can't include that. But kind of going off to the whole thing with the Texas thing, to me, I thought it was a little actually a little much because it was in a sense trying to create snitches. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of the thing that kind of, again, I kind of bring stuff back to Nazi Germany because when we don't understand history, we're due to repeat it. So I've always been fascinated at I'm not a neo-Nazi by any means, but I've always been fascinated at how easily the public has been tricked, manipulated and convinced. And in order of a way to educate myself, I look at how they did things. And that's what fascinates me because we are so easily willing to go back down that same path without knowing it because of the lack of their of history we are taught in that spectrum. Anyways, the brown shirts were known for the phrase snitches get stitches. They would snitch, but they wouldn't yeah. get stitches. And that's kind of like Texas's ideology with this, this abortion is if you know somebody, you can get money. You just got to tell us if they went to another state to perform the abortion. Yep. And to me, it's just like, okay, if they go to another state, that's another state's problem. That's another state's finances. If, they're want, if they want to do that, they can do that. But it's like, yeah, to me, that was a little too much. Um, I guess the question, well, do you have anything more to add on that? I, I, sorry, just a, a phrase. So I re was recently watching, and I have started watching a new show called Suits. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's on Amazon Prime. I finally got Amazon Prime. Wow, good for you. Welcome to the 21st century. Because I got a great discount. Really? Yeah. How great is a great? Almost 50%. Woo! For the first year. Bruh. I had that back when I was in college. I know. And I got oh, that wow. as an adult. Not in college. Anyways, <laughs> so as I'm watching. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Suits. It's about lawyers. It's entertaining to me. But... One of the phrases that came up, and in, in what was funny is because you were talking about, like, I'm not a neo-Nazi thing. And the phrase was, you know what? If you're the good guy, you never have to say what you are or what you aren't. And it just made me think of that. And I was mm. just like, <laughs> sorry. It just made me think of it. I know you're not. It just made me think of that phrase, though. There, there are certain things, which is fair, which is fair. Because uh, there are some things out there that some people are so freaking close-minded to the topic of things that are offensive or um, are negative. What I have learned, and, and this is kind of what has created me to have more patience in people. As much as I don't want to give people more patience, they do deserve it. Uh, and, and it kind of comes to the um, the phrase of whenever you hear uh, prophets or disciples in the Bible, when they're about to die, they, they do the simple phrase of, Lord, forgive them for what they don't know, or Lord, forget them for the sin they're about to commit. In a reference of, they are just un... Forgive. In a reference of, they don't know what they don't know. Right. And for them not to know you really, it, it's, and, and it's interesting because all these people that are about to die in the Bible and various portions of the Bible, they always ask for forgiveness on behalf of somebody that is about to kill them. And I, I've kind of sat there and I've had to th think about it. I'm like, 
as much as people grind my gears as to how close-minded they can be, when I really look back upon myself and when it comes to the, 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 the stage of politics, at first and for a while, I was very close-minded. And in a sense of I was close-minded, not just how I was raised, but also my morals, my religious background, um, and I'm not saying I'm like, I'm accepting to a, a whole bunch of stuff that's opposing, but. Oh, I thought you were. Cause you had that coexist sticker on your bumper. I don't have such a thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Hey, that's a present for Paul for his birthday now. Oh, that'll go on a target. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So it's like one of those things where I kind of like I thought to myself, I was like, you know, it's kind of hypocritical for me to be frustrated with people that are super close minded. But if I start talking to people and I start to try to point evidence to their close minded and I start to try to say that you really got to look at things from both sides of the spectrum before you can make the decision. Mm-hmm. Andy Stanley put it. He put it like this. He said, Democrats are Christians and Republicans are Christians. Democrat Party is for Christian. And the Republican Party is a Christian. Okay. The mindsets of both can align with Christianity and its morals. Does each party 100% align? No. So you can't really call one political spectrum to be more Christian and the other one to be less Christian. Right. You know, um, uh, Republicans strive on personal values and um, more of a um, let's say a uh, conservative mindset, more of a uh, we need to stay with the old ways kind of mindset. Hence, conservative. Democrats, liberals, are more on a let's help everybody mindset, but let's do what we want when we want the way we want mindset, which aligns with Christianity as well as it doesn't align with Christianity. So it's kind of like one of those things to where it's not necessarily a right or wrong, but what we need to be more focused on is more of the policies at hand than more of the ideologies at hand. Because at the end of the day, I'll say this, and you guys tell me what you guys think. Okay, and I could leave it as a cliffhanger and then explain it at the very end of the episode so people are forced to listen to hear my full reasoning for my opinion. Or they just fast forward to it. Or that too. Um, (laughs) But I'm for abortion, but I'm also not 100% against abortion. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that here. (laughs) I'm against abortion, but I'm not 100% for it. Let me rephrase it again. I'm I'm against abortion, but I'm not 100% against abortion. Okay. So there's, there's, there's a part in the area to where I myself... I think that I can't put a a definite no on because of situations, scenarios, and at the end of the day, I will never be in that situation. Well, I sure hope I can't get pregnant. I'm sure there's a surgery out there that'll allow you to. I, I'll just go ahead and I'll I'll brought I'll, I'll broaden out a little bit more on my on my mindset. Take another drink before you do that, please, because <laughs> <laughs> and my phrase of 
I'm against abortion, but I'm not 100% against abortion. Most situations of abortion are in the realm of it's your choice. Yeah. Okay. So you're well, using it like contraception in our words. Well, hang on. Yeah. This, is, this is what you'll see what I mean. Okay. I want to hear your explanation. Then Long I'll story short. Question. And there are a bunch of people out there that agree with me. As well as it's just as many people, if not more, that disagree with me. Let me let me let me first bring to mind. I think I said this probably a year, year and a half ago on a podcast that we were talking about abortion. But my mindset is kind of like this, and and, and somebody a Christian explained this to me once before, and I was like, that makes sense. Okay, from a Christian mindset, the body that we are in, mm-hmm. that our souls thrive in until the day that we are dead, whatever that death may be is not ours. Okay. Your your body that you have been given is not yours. It is the vessel in which Christ has given your soul so that you can adequately choose if you truly want to follow him. And in that time frame from birth to death is your time period in which you can live in this suit. Okay? This 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 vessel, this this being um, for you to live out your life glorifying or blaspheming the Lord in his name. And if it's not ours, it's in a sense like a rental or a lease. Right. And so at the end of the day, when you're dead, you're going to get accounted for your sins. You're going to get accounted for your beliefs and how you chose to represent the Lord's name. Both in dark and in light, also known as when nobody sees you and when everybody sees you, how you choose to live your life will be put into question. And so if our bodies aren't ours, then in a sense, what right do we have? Which kind of brings into the discussion about tattoos. You know, people are like, well, why would you ink your body if it's not yours? If, and in my opinion, if it, if it has the ability to glorify Christ, why wouldn't you want to do it? And somebody easily can bring up the, the reference of, well, if... If you're in a room with a bunch of people and you're the only person that doesn't have a tattoo and they ask you, why don't you have tattoos? That's a point of being able to glorify Christ. I get that. Yeah, I look at it also. If it's a rented vessel, you're just applying ink to it. Is what? You're just applying, you're applying ink. ink to, give it a you're little just bit painting of the, it. Yeah, you'll pay I, for it. I, well, no, like me, I rent my apartment, right? Yeah. I'm able to paint it as whatever I want. Yeah. As long as I paint it back before I leave. Well, guess what? When I die... <laughs> That it's, it's going to go back to its factor defaults dust. Right. Um, so, and in a sense, the same thing comes to a woman's body too. Okay, uh, in the mindset of of Christians, whether they really identify as this as being the real reason, because a lot of Christians, I will be honest, just believe that abortion is wrong just because that's what they're taught. I don't think there's a real a whole lot of reason behind why they believe what they believe, and the mass scale. I mean, there's plenty of Christians out there that could probably easily pinpoint to exactly why they believe this. But generally speaking, a lot of people that go to church just simply go to church and they do what they're supposed to do because this is why. You know, there's there's the heading, thesis, there's a the conclusion. They don't actually have the body of the, let's say, essay that really explains why. And so... And I'll be honest, that was kind of me for a while. And then when somebody painted it to me this way, this this made sense. So if the body is not the guys and the body is Christ before it's the guys and the bodies, the body is a woman's before 
hers, then that essence means the baby in which her body is incubating, growing, allowing to become a potential human one day is not hers either. So that's where you have Christians who say abortion is wrong because if they can tell you why they believe it, that's almost entirely the reason why is because our bodies are not ours. So what, why should we be able to choose who lives or dies when it's just a suit? And, and see, the argument that's going around now, and this is the argument I hear quite often, actually. Cause so I listen to uh, a podcast every Sunday night, actually. It's like three, four hours long. Live streamed, they do it. Uh, uh, I'm surprised you don't listen to it because I could see you agreeing. Well, no. The female on there is a little more extreme than you. <laughs> like, she is, like, again, she's a very, very, when I say very right wing, I mean very, 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 very. Like, she's like, women shouldn't be able to vote or hold office. Like, she's like that crazy at that time. I can see where she can think that. Oh, boy. No, 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 no. no. I, 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 okay, hang on. Hang on. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I can see where she thinks that, and it kind of comes back to the to, to the, the principle. Well, let me put it like this. Were you done saying what you're saying? No, I, I was just saying, I don't think you watch agree with her because she the reason why she says that is not for any principled reason other than the fact that she goes, women are just crazy and we don't know how to think and we need to be submissive to men. That is literally her reasoning. I'm just putting it out there. She's a little on the extreme side, okay? Yeah. Um, I listen mostly uh, the main guy on there, Matt Christensen. Uh, he has a, He's pretty well-reasoned on things. And I like him because he came from being um, a very lefty, anti-gun guy to now being more moderate on the right side and he does conceal carry and all that stuff now like he's shifted greatly it's been entertaining to see that shift but so i, I watch it just to kind of see some of that stuff and it, it gives me a little uh refresher on the news of the week in a very humorous way but anyways <laughs> uh going all the way back so, so I, I enjoy my time listening yes something wrong keep talking i was just looking at the is this the same mic as that yeah, yeah just, different, just a buffer different thing yeah i just i don't know where that one went anyways so i i watch matt christensen's um thing every every sunday night and all that and the whole thing of abortions and all that keeps coming up all the time and it is entertaining to hear her defense of basically so her reasoning is the long lines of someone else's I heard where she's like, nope, we should just find all the abortionists and kill them all. I don't care. And then she's talking about how like she was just like in her Catholic confessional that morning and all that. I'm just like, no, you're not getting the whole point of this at all. <laughs> you're not getting the point of this. But that they also talk on there. There's a lot of people that go on there as well that talk about how babies are, you know, while they're being grown and gestated and all that, they don't call them babies anymore or a separate human they call them the new phrasing is they call them parasites oh i've heard that i heard i i started hearing that probably let's put it like this the reason why i can say two years ago is i remember hearing about it pre-pandemic mm -hmm. um and i heard that uh certain scientists out there were trying to classify them as a parasite due to the fact that they cannot survive without a host and they're 
to me, it was being, to me, it's one of those things that there's no reason to go down that road of trying to alter terminology and scientific definitions without having some sort of political spin or some sort of political bias slash tie to something to change it because there's really no need to. I mean, an infant, you have, I'm having a blank on the three terms for a baby inside a woman. I don't know why I'm having this blank. Does the egg, zygote, fetus... I'm trying to there's probably more stages. I don't there's know what, one more. I don't know all the stages. But there's but, no reason, in a sense, to, to change the classification of what it is. Because, in other words, a parasite lives its life on a host. And to me, that's where it's kind of condemning, in a sense, to try to recategorize potential life as a parasite. Because a parasite lives its life on a host. So, interesting you say that, right? So I pulled this up. It's from the University of Reading over in the UK. It's a news release, a press release on a study they did over there. I'm going to read the first line and because this is from 2007. So this is where probably some of this started. Okay. The placenta uses a cloaking device similar to that used by parasites to avoid detection by the mother's immune system. That's the other term, placenta. Well, that's not a... That's not a phase, but that's just, yeah. Another term I was thinking about in the back of my head. Gotcha. So that that might be where some of this has started coming from as well. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to discover why some uh, women, when they get pregnant, their body basically attacks the the baby and the placenta as a foreign object. Interesting. Interesting. I... I kind of frown at any GOP states or any GOP bills that try to create snitches. Um, so Texas and Oklahoma. Yes. And I frown them in a sense of, it's not that I'm, again, I don't support abortion, but at the same time, the one argument that is made that is valuable is a valuable argument, mm-hmm. but it is definitely not the majority argument. I tried finding it before we got into this conversation. I stumbled upon government statistics on abortion. Um, and the I'll be honest, the number that I found that was reasoning for abortion of rape was, I think... Don't quote me on this. And I, and I urge you all to do your own research, to educate yourself as we have these conversations... Because my memory's not on point. Um, <laughs> but take time after any podcast you listen to to look up for yourself. To know that if what we are saying is slightly construed, you see truth. Or if we are saying is true, you mm-hmm. see that same truth on your own terms. Um, so back back to the thing. I think it was less than a third percent of abortions that are done are due to rape. And the amount, I think it was like... Half of those, I'm trying to remember. So I, I have some here. Um, 1% typically non-late-term abortions are the reasons for having an abortion is due to rape. But what was it? It was, I think, whatever I found, I can't remember if it was Wisconsin numbers or if it was United States numbers, but I saw the amount of potential abortions due to rape and then the amount of actual abortions due to rape. Mm-hmm. 
And it was like half of the people that got that were raped decided to keep the baby. Right. And partly because they didn't know that they were pregnant till till later into later the, on. And that does happen sometimes. You you weird you read those weird stories where it's like woman was at theme park and gave birth, didn't know she was pregnant. And you're like, wait, how, what? How, how did you not, not know? know? But there are yeah, there are cases like that case. where that happens, or they find out real late in the pregnancy that then they were just like sick, and they didn't realize that they were pregnant. But you would think, now for women that are listening to the podcast and have been raped, I will never, I may never know you, I may never know your thoughts on it because I de- I know it is definitely one of those things that women that are raped that they do keep to themselves. They don't like to publicly speak on that. They don't like to speak to many people on that. So that's, that's going to be true for anyone, men or women or women that are raped. But at this point we're talking about abortion, mm-hmm. which is technically derived, uh, is derived directly towards women who are carrying the baby yep. due to them being the victims. Um, but I can see that being a point of abortion. Okay. Do I support it? No. But here's my mindset for those Christians that are listening. If we had to allow abortion, okay, I would be okay opening it up to the women who are raped with the mindset of they are given all the information, all the material as to why they should keep the baby instead of getting rid of the baby. But that can only be open to the women who are raped which therefore means that these women want to essentially have to allow themselves to, not themselves, but the situation be investigated. So you can't have a teenage couple or a couple that get pregnant and want to abort the baby do a false claim of rape. The guy would have to go to jail. There has to be some sort of accountability on the male side for this to be an alternate option. I think in America, one of the issues that we have is we see, don't get me wrong, any sort of pregnancy, planned or unplanned, is a very heavy, heavy, heavy thing on the female side of the household because it can cause anything from simple health changes to massive medical hospital-required health changes, which can mean, simply put, education and work can be put to a halt at any point in time during that nine months. And sometimes even after. Well, I was say, and even after, because then you got to worry about childcare and all that other stuff. So but, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not unsympathetic to that. You know, we have all those things, you know. So let me ask you, this of you, Josh. Under what circumstances, you already said rape is one circumstance, right? Yes. What other circumstances would you say yes to abortion? Unless it's along the the the, the lines of um, forced and because um, any time that is uh, it is unconsensual, even between a husband and a wife, if the woman does not want to have sex, mm-hmm. it is in a sense, or even if the man doesn't want to have sex, it is in a sense rape. <laughs> There now, now granted, somebody could get in the lines of there is forceful resistance, non-forceful resistance. It's the whole concept and uh, talk about consent in the current and, culture and, right now. Yes, and not willing to have it, and not acknowledging that you're willing to have it. Um, I honestly don't see any other excuse because, to my mind, 
granted, I've not always been a good child, but if you're willing to have sex, you're willing to have a child. Because it's one of those things to where without protection, you are just flirting with the chances of creating new life. Because that's ultimately what sex has been designed for. Any and every animal across the entire animal kingdom, even insects. I mean, every living organism on this planet that has, let me put it like this, that requires a mate, someone else to reproduce and to increase the population going forward has to have in a sense some form of sexual exchange right okay whether it's fertilizing out of the body in the body whatever it is minus snakes and those unisex animals that can do it all on their own they can do asexual reproduction yes, thank you asexual um that's the intent of it Okay. Very few animal and very few mammals on the planet actually have it enjoyable. For those who don't know that, chimps and humans are two. Dolphins are another. Okay, I didn't know that one. Interesting on this, you know. So, rape slash forced sex is the only is the only reason for you, huh? That that's it. I mean, it's to me is now granted, and this is where I say I'm open minded because I may not know all the examples. What about? Incest. Mm. I would consider I would consider that rape. But if it's not rape force. You Let's have had instances where it's consensual. Yeah. Like family, brother and sister. Name, man. Like brother and sister. And like and then they <laughs> no, no, there are cases of that. No, 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 I was, I was I went to some other thing I heard where they're joking about the whole the Queen of England and stuff and the full whole family line of that oh stuff. yeah that Being well incest. royals there's a lot of incest yeah but anyways what i was thinking like especially like you, you always joke about the hillbillies right yeah, but that right. has happened where there have been documented stories where the brother and sister for whatever reason are having sex they forget to use protection then she, she becomes pregnant I, okay. uh, you know honestly i just Makes me think of like just the porn industry kind of thing, but there's a lot of that kind meanwhile, of stuff in why there. But it's all my sister. That always one thing I've like. It's always it's like the step me and my stepbrother, me and my stepsister. So at least there's a step in there, but still, it's it's not. Well, very, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess you could put this, and you guys so haven't heard gross. me talk in a while, and when you do hear me talk, when, when you listen to me talk especially if I happen to be on the show more often to think about it is I have been around more people that have a complete opposite ideology of me. So when I approach things, I approach things more of a neutral level that may actually sound like I support the opposing side, but I'm speaking. So in a sense, like the the devil's advocate and that's how I kind of make myself think. So I have more of a well-rounded view of a topic and that's fine. So, um, Going off to what you were saying, but what, what, what? You don't even remember what you were saying. No, I do. No, I do. But like, what do you mean going off? What, what, what do you want me to say now? I ain't gonna lie. I just left my head. <laughs> oh, what the? <laughs> oh, stepsister, stepbrother, kind of thing. Yeah. And and that mindset, um, one might view it like this. I'm attracted to him or her. Mm-hmm. If my parents never got married, 
what would be the difference? Right. And, and step siblings that, okay, this sounds weird. Um, that's totally understandable in that regard. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm not, when I say the incest thing, I'm not talking about step. No, that's I'm, like, I'm that's talking, legitimate blood. You, brother, you both had the same exact parents. Yeah. And you know what percentage of abortions happen in a year based due to incest? Uh, I have a feeling it's way more than a rape. Take a guess, Aaron. 12%. Okay. Aaron? Uh, five to seven. Oh, I'm glad I do not live in either of your worlds. Three percent? No, less than 05 percent. Oh, okay. okay. All right. <sighs> rape, oh. rape is at one yeah. percent. Okay, so I was, it, okay, it sounded like it was going to be kind of in the same scenario. Um, one could say, uh, well, if the child's going to be born with all sorts of issues, they let's put it like this from a Christian mindset: if a child has been, if an egg's been fertilized. And what was it after, uh, was it 78 weeks, the first heartbeat is felt? Um, something along that line. I don't know. Once. Four to five. Um, by six weeks, you can see it via ultrasound. 10 to 12, you should be able to hear it via Doppler. So that's just you being able to see it. Yeah. Yes. Or Does it mean or it's hear. not so soft that it isn't actually happening? Right. So, in other words, I wish God was right here and he could answer this question for us because that would make this so much easier. But, no. Because, the thing about it like this, once the egg's been fertilized, yeah, life has started. I 100% agree. And so, However, God has the whole soul entering the body kind of thing figured out or what have it. If it's when the egg is fertilized or does the soul enter the body once the baby is born, I have no idea. And you have a bunch of um, historians and you have Bible uh, theologists and you have all sorts of people trying to make accusations and come to conclusions on that topic. And I think it's just one of those things that we don't know. But at the same time, too. There are people with Down syndrome that will praise the Lord. Yeah, just like there are people with Down syndrome or whatever. Um, how do I how do I make this? What I have learned is that people with Down syndrome are actually more impressive in some instances than people without. Hear me out. As far as yeah, somebody with Down syndrome. Syndrome syndrome. Down syndrome. 90% of the things they do and 90% of the things that are going on in their day-to-day life, they may be able to interact subpar from the normality. And normality is what we're going to classify as societal norm or um, societal consistency, what the what society can create a, a level two. But then there's this one thing that people with Down syndrome can literally blow roofs off places with, whatever it may be. Art, science, math. I mean, they, there's just one thing that ticks with those people, and it ticks so well, it's effortlessly for them. And I think that's just a, a testament to not only the human body, but the creation of the human, because our potential is so untapped. We can only use, I think it was between 10 to 12% of our brain capacity uh, I, I have doubts about that claim, but yes. But in a sense, 
I would agree in a sense that I don't think we're actually able to use as much as we can use of our brain. And if you can see one person excel effortlessly in one area, now imagine if the brain was able to work like that across the whole spectrum. It's just kind of, it's to me, it's a testament of how well we are made in God's image. I think I wouldn't be surprised if God put a cap on our ability to imitate him due to the fact of that reasoning, the ability of what we would have if we had untapped potential and the devastation that we would cause in our current vessels in a world that is surrounded by nothing but sin. That's just me. Yeah. But, but. I, I, yeah, I will say, I think we definitely use pretty much, I wouldn't say 100%, but we're probably in the 90%. You think so? You think it's yeah, the complete opposite I, okay, of that? Well, because, don't forget, not everything of our brain is used just for thinking and, like, problem solving and all that. There's right. a large part of your brain that's dedicated to basic functionality receiving pain and nerve ending oh, signals, yeah. uh, breathing, your heart rate, mus muscle control. The amount of autonomous stuff that goes on with yeah, your body. Yeah, so that's still a large part of your chunk of your brain that has to work 24-7. So would you would I say we're not using 100% of our brain? Eh, maybe. Um, but we're probably using like 90% because, you know, maybe only 10% of that is maybe used for thinking, but still a lot of the brain is still doing other stuff. Can you mm. imagine how much stimuli is coming into your skin? I and mean, all your exposed skin is getting temperature reception all the time. That's fair. And your body's processing and determining, are you in danger? Are you okay? Are you right. safe? Keeping you awake, making your eyes move contact, making you blink, making you produce tears, making you produce all these other things in your body. Mm. Your yeah, heart's it's, pumping. It's always working. Your cells yeah. are doing various things. It's always yep. doing a lot. All right. So what about um, if the mother's health was in danger? That's my one spot. Well, I, I think I that I, I think that would okay, so to me, that's just an automatic. Let me let me reclassify automatic that. What? Mother's health is an automatic and rape would be something of ability with rape would be done. I'm okay with rape done through due process. Um and mother's health is of no question. Okay. Cause to me and that's why I was asking earlier. I was like, especially if the child not only poses a risk in the mother, but also has a low survivability percentage after it is born. At that point, it's like, mom, to me. Interesting that you also that you put in that caveat there. Well, it, I, to me, it's just one of those like. Okay, let's. So is that a, is that a caveat that modifies it, or is it a caveat of? And the caveat being low survivability rate. Is that a caveat that's, that, that modifies the health to mother or not? Or are they two okay. independent things? Let me peel back. If it's a health to mother scenario, that is one of those things to where if he offers forgiveness on abortion, I sure hope he would offer forgiveness well, on abortion. Would. Partly because... Of course he does. Does he? Yeah. Does he? Yes! <laughs> I don't know! What I do don't know. Do you don't think he would forget? I mean, because then if he didn't offer forgiveness on abortion, then anybody that's done an abortion is screwed. But hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is offer forgiveness on abortion of choosing the mother over child. 
Oh, well, I mean, I would be more. Me because as a he, person would be more this, willing to forgive someone in that instance than somebody just killing a kid because I didn't want him. God. Well, look look at this one. God might be like, I want my daughter home. Her daughter is going to change the world. Why kill her daughter when, you know, you know what I mean? I mean well, blah, blah, blah. Here, here's the thing. If you look at what it says in the New Testament, there's only one unforgivable sin. Yeah. That's, that's blasphemy. blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Really? Yeah. That's the only unforgivable sin. I did not know that. Or at least... I don't that, that's that. what it talks about. And now, yeah. then there's the whole theological question. What is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit in this case? Right. What does that mean? I, I I remember talking with the guy in college, and he was afraid that he had committed that. And so we actually went and we did a, a, a deep dive into what that meant, you know, and all that. And there's actually a decent amount in there on what that means, but it's not one of those things that you can just, you know, pull out and quickly go like, this is what it is. It, it, it's a deep thing. Um, so huh. anyways, yeah. so, so, uh, this is the ESV version. It's Matthew twelve thirty two is the actual, uh, verse that it is in. Right. And the verse is, and whoever speaks a word against the son of man will be forgiven. So whoever speaks against God will be forgiven. Yeah. But whoever speaks against the Holy spirit will not be forgiven either in this age or in the age to come. That's so interesting. It's whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit. That's considered blasphemy. Against, well, against the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So pretty much anything that denies the existence, creation, or anything that pretty much puts to shame well, def, uh, defamation of the Holy Spirit, Christ, and God. Pretty much. Right. So, I mean, so there's there's a whole thing, but ultimately it comes down to, in, in, a, in a sense, you know, the blasphemy of against the Holy Spirit is essentially rejection and saying, no, I don't want anything to do with God, the Holy Spirit, or anything like that. Uh, that's a whole deep thing. We can go into that in our time because, yeah. oh boy, <laughs> um, cool. there's a bunch in there uh, that regarding that. But so with... That being said, you know, that being the only unforgivable sin could, you know, so, uh, if, if yeah. you had a, had an abortion performed on yourself or, you know, if you're a guy and you finance said abortion for someone, guess what? With a truly repentant heart, yes, it is still forgivable. Mm -hmm. It's well, not. we all finance abortion. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about if you go and directly do it yourself, yeah. not if, uh, Financing it through our taxes and that right now. Yeah, I can't okay. help that. Right. That's not what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> kind of going off of the whole, you know, what are contingencies on whether or not you think abortion yeah. is um, an okay thing. I think the biggest issue, and again, this will never change because politically abortion is used as a voter topic. Period. If you, Just like the border wall and guns. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't agree, you got to do a little bit more research. Educate yourself, and eventually you'll come to a standing. If you choose not to do that, that is your own fault for limiting your self-education and self-evaluation of the bigger picture. Um, I think societally as... I think one of the issues is 
we're gonna okay let's put it like this. we're gonna have stupid people in the world that aren't gonna think about like things going forward and so they'll look at it and be like hey hey let me have sex with so-and-so uh, let me have sex with so-and-so without their will let me have sex with my sibling and they're gonna forget the thing on the level of protection you're gonna have those people period you're gonna have people that yeah. don't think about the next step in life or the next consequence I say, did you ever have in your biology class, I know I had this in my school and we both went to the same school district. So high chance of you having this. When we entered my biology classroom, there was a big poster above the chalkboard because yes, we saw chalkboards uh, that, said, chalkboard. that said, when you have sex with someone, you have sex with the last seven people they had sex with. Do you remember uh, seeing that? Uh, what? I, I did That's not. That's gross. I and they not. had like, but, you know, a couple in bed, you know, covered with a sheet and yeah. then seven more people. Okay, I I I I I have not seen that, but I what I that. have I've heard, I've heard sloppy seconds before. But that's oh my it. gosh! Um, <laughs> what I heard is back when we were still in high school, I heard something about the topic of the researchers had a breakthrough, in that it was a part of the female brain that stores sexual information, and in that storing of sexual information. Uh, results within the last, I can't remember how many people she has had sex with. And so I think in their mind, it was a form of, I don't, I, 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 this has been so many years. I don't remember if it was one of those things to where if it was like a chemical thing, brain activity thing, or if it was a DNA thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was a brain thing to where they could show a bunch of guys in her life and she could look at a certain few of them and she would have a certain level of brain activity, which would signify that there was some sort of higher than standard affection, a.k.a. sexual interaction with these men that they I can't remember. I mean, but I haven't heard anything since, which yeah. tells me that they probably hit a stump in that research. But. I mean, when you're engaged in sexual intercourse or any other activity like that, there's that oxytocin release. Dopamine release, yeah. Well, the oxytocins particularly, that's what's called the like the love drug hormone thing. That's what creates that bonding. It's a hormone, essentially. A, fer a pheromone. Yeah. It creates that bonding between husband, wife. It's actually even between mother and child. It's between um, owner and dog, even. Like, uh. when you pet a dog, they actually release the oxytocin in their... They, that's how they bond with you. Aww. That explains a lot, Aaron. <laughs> how you two release oxytocin is <laughs> all up to you two. I do not want to be, know anything about that. I wish we had visual recording on his face right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's how I'm feeling inside the cringe. <laughs> um, but, Never mind. Um, <laughs> So, okay, so rape, incest, uh, health health and safety and well-being of the mother, and then that last one, viability of child outside once born. Is that... Survivability, you said? Yeah. It sounded like you said viability. Well, viability, survivability, they're, okay. you know, All same right, same sort of deal. How, is, that, is that a consideration then as well for you? No. Um, like, let's say they, they're like, you know what? Josh, they come to you, Josh, and they're like, your wife's going to be fine. It's, she's not in trouble. But you have this child, there's a good chance that they could die in like six days. 
they won't last a week after being born. Um, give it a try. Let's let's give it a try. I'm paying ten thousand dollars for birth and the child. Anyways, might as well complete the process, right? Well, then you look at spending tons of money trying to keep them alive. Well, uh, I've heard stories. Um, Potentially. What? What? No, but no, I'm saying like you're spending a. Oh, Go spend oh, a ton of money to keep them alive. Okay, Josh had moved on to the yeah, next phrase. Yeah, yeah, like, what? Potentially. I'm yeah, he um, potentially heard stories. Yeah. Well, um, potentially heard. I've heard stories to where a child has completely obliterated doctors' perspectives, predictions. Yeah, right. And I think I would rather know that we did what we could and they died. Mm-hmm then allow them to die and not do what we could. Okay, so viability outside the womb, separated from mothers. Okay, the reason I asked that, and I'm clarifying that, is because the first go around, you said mother's life and safety and viability. So Again, the, I'm an open mind. And, and, and that's, I, what, and that's why I asked to clarify and get the exact, you know, where are these diverting and intersecting? And I'll say this, in mo, in pretty much that regard, I would have to agree with you on all those. Except for incest. Except for incest? Except for incest. I mean, no matter what, <laughs> what, what, what complications the child might be born with, they still have every possibility to glorify God. Yeah. The, I they, mean, they still have every the, possibility of being able to live in life. I mean, I see kids with complications, and the parents weren't even in incest. Or at least... I hope they weren't because they definitely live a life like they weren't. Yep. But you know what I mean? I mean, I, 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 even, even people that are connected through the church, through, through, uh, Amy's Facebook, I've, I've seen people who've had child complications and it's just a matter of DNA. It's just a little, just a little wonky. Anything yeah, can happen. Little, anything can happen. Does that mean they have any less of a chance? But, but in a sense, those, those kids can, in a sense, be exactly what happens to somebody who ends up yep. with incest. And does it, does it, does, do they deserve to have less of a life than someone else based on, this is my opinion, does a child deserve to have less of a life than someone else based on the circumstances that were birthed to them into this world? Which is where I'm like, abortion with rape is okay, but the man has to be prosecuted in this sense because the woman's given birth kind of right. deal or the abortion before. Man has to be prosecuted. But with that, with that, what we need as a society above all is everybody's like, they're like, oh, we're feeling for Ukraine. We're, you know, this and that. Or we're feeling for the families that are getting split up at the border and this and that. But what about all the kids in orphanages here in the United States? I mean, yeah. you're preaching on everybody else and their ability to live life, but then you don't talk about the people here stateside. You don't talk about the kids who parents left them for whatever it is they may want to, no matter how negative it is in the world. But you're preaching about someone else who has a full family. I mean, everybody deserves to live. I believe in that. Okay. But at the same time, we're all hypocrites here in the United States. If we're preaching on some other country, some other, some else in the world, we're not even focused on ourselves. See, here's the thing I have, and, and I agree, I agree. So don't don't take this as a disagreement. 
the problem that we have in the United States is that we have turned adoption into an industry. Yeah. Where let's say Aaron tomorrow decides he wants to be a father and he wants to go out and adopt some kids. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> where were you going with that? I was thinking maybe I just decided to have kids and I don't want no. You're, you're going to adopt some kids. Okay. Like they're going to come move in here with you. Yeah. Like full on. So sorry. Like, this is look, power to you. Okay. That ain't easy. Guess what? You're going to spend tens of thousands. Yeah. To adopt. You know. Tens of thousands just to get the kid into your place. No. Nope. But at the same time, we have a. Uh, issue with too many orphans in adoption centers that need adoption or they're in foster so care and need more affordable. I, that's because we got private industry involved in it. So and I understand I work for a company that thrives on pure capitalism to make money. That's all the company I work for does. And that's yeah. all the company that Josh's wife does works for does because <laughs> we both work for the same company. Yep. And it has to a detriment in industries such as abortion come in and they're like, how can we do make money or quote unquote, cover the bills? And I get it. You can't do stuff for free. I'm not asking anyone to just root up their life and do something for free unless they really want to. If yeah. they volunteer to do it, then they can do it. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, is that something that should be done through private industry or should that be something that's controlled more through the government? And I think adoption is probably one of those government things that should probably be more handled, not. But then at the same time, too, and I, a lot of things, I'm not going to say anything um, as much as I started to. Um, a lot of things, to my knowledge, government-wise, government's good at providing money. They're not good at conv providing, um, what's the term, uh, not um, convenience, not, not, not that term. Yeah. Um, Governments are inefficient. I get it. They're good at covering the bills. Yeah, they're, 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 they're making the bills bigger and being able to support those bills. The government's not good at that. Yeah, like as like I said, I get it. The government is inefficient on all things with that. How do you address that? I don't know, but we have incentivized too many companies to try to make this into a money, a money thing. I agree too, but at the same time, Stu, you also have those guys. Girls, robots, aliens, trucks. I need you to go through all 340 approved um, pronouns now. All 340 approved pronouns out there. Um, we will always have bad apples in every batch, no matter what we're talking about. The question becomes, is do we let those bad apples, this is a more political question, uh -huh. do we let those bad apples manipulate our laws to, in a sense, make it harder for the good, or do we try to build the laws to make it harder for the bad? And recently, I feel like we've been, at least in the course of the last decade, at least we've been trying to make everything harder for those who are good in hopes of preventing those bad from doing it. But at the end of the day, if someone chooses to try to cheat the system or break a law, they're going to cheat the system or break the law. I say those who are going to break the system and cheat the law are going to do it regardless of what the law says. So the question becomes is, do you put in a law that makes doing something illegal or do you make the consequence bigger 
and more severe so that some when somebody breaks the law they have more fear yeah oh, well. but i think i think at the end of the day societally speaking we need to look at life as more precious yeah we, we take need, we take it for granted way too much we, we really do and i think the fact is america particularly America, we are so isolated from the rest of the world that people in Spain have more of a worry about Russia knocking on their front door than we do. Well, and right now in, Ru- in Spain, they're also starting to do food rationing too in the stores. Oh and, and that's just one of those things to where we take, I agree with Paul, we take for granted way more than we should have. Should. I'm sorry. Should up, we take way more for granted than we should. Than we should, and we don't do enough to appreciate what we have. And I think that's one of the biggest faults of American society, um, because we all, everybody likes to feel comfortable. And I think if we chose to try to live a little bit more uncomfortable, trying to find ways to understand each other more. But at the same time, trying to find ways to uh, preserve life, understand life, find ways to back up life in all spectrums, old, unborn. I think we would have a better mindset of everything going on in the world and in America, and we'd be able to put more pressure on our politicians because money talks. Money does talk a lot more than, I guess, bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Sadly. yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to read you a statistic here and I'm going to have you guess the number about one in six pregnancies, excluding miscarriages ended in abortion in 2017. I've heard one in four too. Do you, uh, do you know what they're, what they're saying? Um, is it based on America? Is it based this on This is on based on America. Okay. So. About one in six, excluding mis- miscarriages, ended in abortion in 2017. How many abortions is that estimated to be? One in f- six. six. A million? Johnson? Uh, I guess a, mil- a million doesn't, maybe doesn't seem so bad. Remember, this is, a, you know, a couple years old. This is 2017. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hope and do less and do twenty seventy five hundred thousand. Wow, seventy five hundred. No, seventy seven thousand five hundred. Wow. Wow, you are way off. Uh, uh, Josh no, is not cl- seven thousand seven hundred fifty thousand. I couldn't. Okay, say that. that is actually pretty close. Yeah, eight hundred sixty two thousand three hundred twenty abortions. Wow. In twenty seventeen, which means if you take that times it by six, excluding miscarriages, right? Yeah. There are about 5,173,920 pre- pregnancies in 2017. That's it? But wait. In the U.S. There's 5 million pregnancies or mis- in the U.S. in 2017. Right. Or miscarriages. That's it? No, just, just pregnancies. Oh. So if you take that number out, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot. It doesn't. No. Four million three hundred eleven thousand six hundred. So of that amount, four million six was a miscarriage. Three hundred eleven thousand six hundred. 
were what? Births. Out of the 5 million. Yeah. And that then gives you the 862. Now, again, that number, okay. that 5 million, doesn't include the miscarriage number because they don't give me the percentages or numbers for miscarriages. So, just so, you... so that like pregnancies that go to the full or pregnancies that are terminated due to abortion. abortion. Yeah. So you start doing that. And that's, that's why people are concerned that we're below our birth replacement rate yeah. as well. <laughs> Uh, the U.S. is definitely on the um, declining side. Declining side, you know. Even Elon Musk is even starting to weigh in on the concern relating oh, to that. So he's saying that we ooh, gotta get on that. So yeah, we're, that's all the craziness regarding all that. So, well, I mean, hmm. what's that? What's well, I don't want to know what it was down. I want to know what it was at. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and if you haven't read, Colorado recently signed into law um, uh, basically saying that abortion is uh, a right of the mother. No. Which, I, and it also I, I declares get the mindset when it, you don't look at there's oh, yeah, a that, supreme but... picture involved. Right. Um, when you think that, okay. All right. All right, let me finish up here and then I'm going to let you go, okay? It also declares that fertilized eggs, embryos, and fetuses have no independent rights. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yep. Okay, so if you're looking at it, and you're looking at it from a broad spectrum of there is no supreme, we all have a unlimited lifespan on this planet, that makes sense. Right? You know, I mean, I mean, just, I mean you don't have any more donuts, do you? No. Dang it. Um, but when you're looking at the, the grand scheme, if there's no afterlife, if there's nothing supreme ruling over everything, yeah. and everything is a it right to you, okay. It doesn't matter then. But not everything is a right. That's the thing. And there are plenty of countries where women are still suppressed. Oh, yeah. They still don't yeah. have the ability to hold offices. They don't have the ability to have jobs. They still have to have that mother caring figure at home. And. It amazes one of the things that amazes me, and this is also another thing politically speaking. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't agree with anything that we're saying, and you believe women have the right to abortion, okay, start looking at some third world countries and see how far behind they are compared to you. You are now the selfish critic in the in, in, in the aspect of all Oof. things worldly. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, how far we are, at the same time, we're also behind in some things, too. Um, but how far we are in some things compared to the rest of the world. We are quite progressive. Yeah, you are a hypocrite like no tomorrow. All right. <laughs> I, uh, well, <sighs> it, during the bleak early days of the pandemic in the third quarter of 2020, nearly 30 million baby boomers left the job market and retired. Wow. So if we're only bringing in one six, maybe one six of that. Well, I mean, you think of all the said so the baby boomers. How big of a gap is that from the age though? Because you're looking at you're looking at one year compared to that. Could thirty million of those people could be all born over several years? All right, so I'm going to tell you something. But I don't, we might bring it up in a later podcast. I don't know, oh. but I was I was at. I was getting my hair cut talking to, to good old Linda. She's been cutting my hair since knee high by the 4th of July. 
since I since I had some whiskers on my head. And uh she's been cutting my hair since yeah. my birth, pretty much. Yeah. Um poor lady. Yeah. <laughs> Me and anyways, and go on. I love her. And uh she oh. has uh I don't quite understand her political view. But every so often we get into a conversation about that. Anyways, for those of you who don't know, if you happen to see me outside and we happen to start talking about politics, Uh-oh. I love talking to people with an opposition. Because you may know something I don't. And I may know something you don't. So I like talking and allowing potentialities to uh, create in your mind because what that does is it causes you to want to do more research. causes you to try to learn and understand maybe something new about your own ideology, my, ide- my ideology, or it may help you to, under- uh, to uh, discover a half-truth. Same thing with me. I, I I like that, and I know some people who I am with on a daily that don't appreciate that because they just <laughs> care less about politics. But yeah. um, I was talking to her, and she was telling me how she recently had done hair for somebody who worked at HR for JI Case Tractors. Um, and for those of you who don't know, that is one of the main tractor companies in the United States of America. And she was saying that the pandemic was the perfect, perfect, perfect storm for unemployment. And she was saying that what was happening was, is if people were close to retiring or were deciding to work a few years after retirement, because the the median, uh, at least that I know of, the median um, retirement age in the United States of America is 65 years old. Well, yeah, for now, but remember each retirement year, that age goes up and up and up as social security, social security insolvency, uh, is pushing retirement age of people back further and further and further. And that's a whole political issue right there. Anyways. Um, so she was saying that uh, people that were, you know, pre 65. So this is in a sense is talking about people who may have the money, may not have the money. But around the years of turning 65, if they were before 65 or after 65, they decided to take their retirement during the pandemic at some point in time. One of the interesting things is a lot of baby boomers, to my knowledge, did not have bachelor's degrees or were not fluent with technology because technology wasn't really a dominated thing at the time that they were entering the workforce and or um, doing a career change in the workforce. It wasn't quite necessarily a thing that they would, you know, want to go back to school for to turn around and be employed for it as it would for somebody nowadays. So you're talking about people that are either 20 years old in the 80s or you're talking about people that are 40 year old in the uh, early 2000s. Okay. It wasn't quite something that was worth it at the time. Because if you look at people that were born after World War II, which is people who were are considered baby boomers when all the soldiers came back and girlfriends, wives, mistresses, whatever you may, may call it, <laughs> babies were born. Um, and so she was saying that no matter what age where they were, it was within a time span or by personal choice, the pandemic pretty much 
made it relevant to them that it's not worth to work. Why should I try working through this pandemic to possibly die and not enjoy retirement, not enjoy retirement and see my grandkids? So a lot of them retired. Yeah. But since a lot of them are not within that bachelor's field, that ends up opening a huge gap in that blue collar world, which is probably where most of the gap is. I, I would say probably a lot of them will be in that blue collar world, but don't forget due to how jobs are kind of structured too and everything, even though they might not have had bachelors, they were probably still a lot in the white collar world that yeah. now requires some sort of degree meant to be held. But at the time did not. So because I'm seeing in my industry, there's a lot of people retiring of the older age who don't have any sort of degrees and are now going to need to be filled by someone who has either experience or degree. And I agree with that. And at the same time, I also have an explanation for that. Uh -oh. She was saying what they were finding is they were actually finding a lot of young people transfer over from the white collar to the blue collar because there is such that big of a gap in the blue collar. The blue collar pay was going up much faster than the white collar. So a lot of white collar young, probably younger than me, were jumping over like, why am I going to school for this many years when I could become a plumber, you know, yep, this and, and that. And, and since then and they were jumping over right away. And since then reports have come out that about 70% of those that have made that jump regret it or starn look to go back. Really? Uh interesting. Because because a lot of the white collar, me included, I'm gonna say this. We're looking for, like me, I'm looking for a fully remote job. Yeah. Which is understood. Amy would like to be able to do a fully remote job as well, which she has that possibility because the company that you guys work for allow that, especially if you have proven yourself to be a good worker. Yep. Um, and um, which both of you probably can and will be able to apply for and be granted um it's department by department basis so but i'm assuming with your qualifications and your we'll talk about that off air i don't want yeah. that recorded <laughs> so now the question would be is why are those people that have made the white collar to blue collar change, why are they regretting it and going back? Because I'll be honest. Salary was the yeah. thing that drove them. And then when they got there, it wasn't what they expected or they're having to work too hard or they're having to be yeah. accountable for it. Mm. <laughs> oh, the generation is so weak. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> um, yeah. I will say that is definitely one thing that I see on the tail end of my generation and the beginning of my brother's generation is and it I is a lot of huh? and i see it in your generation oh yeah it is a lot of gimme gimme without me doing as much Which, work as possible i say it's it's i feel like that's not something that's i don't know to a point it's 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 always been around but it's just happening in bigger numbers now well, i'm dead <laughs> To a point. It's more accepted and it's than more allowed. accepted. You'll tolerate it more and put up with it. Oh, toleration. Yes and yes and no and no. Oh. Oh, yes and yes and no and no. I love this. I agree. It's probably more tolerated. I said tolerated. Partly because of mass media and the ability of being able to project things on a social platform. To a point. Okay, maybe. so you're able to make things more aware or you're able to speak your mind and it can break. Okay, this is going to get me in trouble. I'm going to say it. Do it, 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 do it. Aw. Okay, go ahead. Okay. 
Oh no. Oh, there, what, what, what is a and I have seen this in action. I'm not saying I've seen this my job. Okay. So not in my job. I've not seen this at my job, but I have seen this in other jobs. Where okay, I'm gonna ask you this because and what is a common in society stereotypical representation and thought of the Mexican slash Latino subculture uh, group? Hard workers, but cheap pay. There's that, but there's also the what? The stereotypical lazy Mexican. Oh, okay. I guess you know, always too. late, always not on time. That's always so be weird. How does it well, go from two opposites? Okay. To be completely honest with you. Uh oh. Why weren't you honest in the first place? There are only I, one person in my life. If he ever hears this, well, don't I say his you, name. I'm just saying. Oh, I love okay. you, bro. But the one guy that I've worked with in my life, yes, you can always account. He's clocking in with 30 seconds to remain, or he is, forgive me, banging his girlfriend in the back of his pickup truck. Um, hour <laughs> after, an hour after he was supposed to start for work. Anyways. Anyway, so. Only one person, only one Mexican I have ever, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Do not get the two confused. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do not get the two confused. We are mortal enemies, Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. Do not confuse us with okay, each other. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's one of the two. You have to know you gotta, which one it is. You gotta figure this out now. You're in trouble. Frank. <laughs> It'd be really weird if I texted him, are you Puerto Rican or are you Mexican? It's <laughs> for a podcast. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, regardless, okay, we're, we're not going to care about that right now. But anyway, yeah. so that that that's a, you know, a stereotype that's out yeah. there, you know, lazy or late or slow to the party sort of thing, right? Complete opposite of the American mindset yeah. of a Mexican. Well, the, the complete opposite of the American mindset of you must be like 30 minutes early to a meeting to be on time sort of deal. Must be early to be on time. Yeah, that, you know, crazy stuff like that. <sighs> okay, so again, not at my current job, but I have seen this where they have called it and they've gone, well, if you're starting your minute, your meeting right on time and you have someone of Latino descent and you start right on time, that's racist because you have to accommodate them being late. (laughs) And this is in their diversity and inclusion training to be more sensitive to those of different heritages. So if you start something right on time, you're late. You're, you're, you're being racist. So you're telling me right now that if it's an all-white board and I'm late and they chose to start on time. They're not racist. You're just late. And... But are you Latino? No. No. You're so white. You're just late. Honestly, no, that is not. racist and being racist. No. I know that no sense. That, I know yeah. that's, that, that's my point. You know, that there's the craziness with that, with this. <laughs> oh, it's I will say so this. Uh, there has been studies out there that show that um, people who tend to be late actually tend to be more successful than people who are on time. And personally, I'll wait till, I'll, you know what? I don't care if I'm later it. on time unless it's a meeting with the manager. But, you know, right now it's a Zoom meeting, so it's like whatever. But I mean, so that, you know, like, oh. Your dog threw up. You had to clean it up. That's why you were late. I, I, I just tell him, you know what? I just tell him, like, look. 
you know what? I didn't want to go to this meeting. I'm bored. <laughs> I have done that so many times. Where it's like, oh, nope, nope, nope. But yeah, so you have companies doing this sort of thing too. This this anti-racist racism training, and right. it drives me nuts. By the way, it just completely drives me nuts. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. That would, especially if you had to be of certain descent in order to make that applicable. That would drive me insane too.